Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 248. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westmouth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Trick actually has a curious question. In the like traditional dune folk or Manu cultural like professional practices, <laughs> is there a an ethics board? Like, <laughs> what? How much familial obligation does one? What is an appropriate level of familial support one offers to either A, other family members, or B, what is the. Can I charge my mother for the years of neglect? No, no, no. <laughs> he's, he's thinking about them all. And Alric, I think. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I need to make a charm, but I need to, like, carefully word this. I do think you need to make a charm check, and I think there will be a black dye applied because it's still a very foreign culture to you. Yeah. And even just, like, articulating your question is difficult. Maybe it's, like, what is the common, like, relationship between... Because what you're looking for is an uncle and a nephew, so... Well, there's that. There's also the, like, did he break his professional obligations by withholding information that was clearly desired, even though he... You're asking about two separate things, if you're asking about familial duty and if you're asking about professional obligations. I think Drake is more interested in the professional obligations angle. Okay. Because he thinks that... He thinks he could hit them all with that more than familial obligation. Yeah. So, so I suspect he broke familiar obligation more than he did professional. So you want to ask about traditional dune folk professional ethics? Yes. A complicated topic. It is a complicated topic, but that is what you're asking about. Yes. Okay. Then please make your roll. I believe this is still charm. Yep. So it's two purples for her. But I'm a half-elf, so everyone understands and I have a hard time phrasing things. And she knows that you... Were slow as a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because my intelligence is three. <laughs> but yes, I, I get it. You didn't ask her to clarify. You were physically slow. Yes. Like, you didn't learn to crawl as fast as human children did. Well, no, I was just lazy. The, you weren't the same age. That's really the exactly. point. Like, if you develop slower, you're just not the same age. That is two successes and two threats. So maybe she could infer uh, some of the purpose of why I'm asking. I think what she infers is essentially that you have a case that you want to bring to litigation. Yes, that thing. Right. That is a formal concept. It's foreign to trick, but yes. She says that if somebody in Dantonk has breached their professional code of behavior, then you are certainly welcome to bring this to the attention of luminaries. As a luminary herself, she is is able to take your statement. Of course, she will also have to gather the statement from the offending merchant. I think Trick will interject, like, everyone in Dan Tonk has been wonderful. Is, like, I'm, I'm is concerned. it is a matter of, like, shoddy goods? Or... It is a matter of... Chicanery? A, uh... Charlatanship? Like... <laughs> Trick is finding the right word for, like, the scribe. I guess just the scribe. Right. The falcon scribe. She is listing a number of categories of offense. Yeah. 
which may not completely make sense to trick, but, yeah. but you understand, like, from how she's speaking, there's, like, a whole code involved here. Yeah, it is not... It is deception. Like, withholding information that is specifically requested. Or, like, a scribe who, yeah, does not fully and wholly just transmit the message, but allows their oh. personal bias to affect the message. Who is, okay. I guess, a scribe who interferes with the message. And so then, her follow-up question will be, is this a crime of addition or omission? Omission, definitely. But very careful omission. Like omission is a is a harder thing to it is. like it is. to judge than like if a scribe is actually like changing the message. No, I do not believe it was ever a change. I don't know that for sure. But I don't need to go into details here, but there should be in South Tower hypothetically a group of luminaries. Um really depends on the size of the population. She doesn't think that there's that many of Doomfolk descent in South Tower. They might not be enough to support actually having... Um, so what she will say, and this is, is giving you some cultural context, is that while they maintain a council of luminaries here in Dantong, that's because this is the largest concentration of people mm. of Doomfolk descent, and therefore can actually like support having... The required like representatives of like astronomy and like alchemy. like a representative from each of the major trades of each of the major like sciences. I see. Trick will ask like, but this is the traditional title and way that disputes were settled. Because the trick it actually doesn't matter whether there is or is not in South Tower if he can levy this threat. That's um, perfect. She says, of course. Back in the old country, there would also be a, a Paragon Council, but they were not authorized. Like, the government of Dantonk, like, permits the Luminary Council to exist, probably because they don't fully understand it. But if they were to try to have a Paragon Council, that would get squashed out immediately, because that's the warrior caste. Oh. There is no way that the nobles would want that sort of parallel government present. So, you know, like Kepa's like, they don't like the Falcon thing. I'm sure they wouldn't yeah. like, yeah. So so the luminaries essentially are, are welcome to settle whatever disputes they can within the community of, of subscribers, essentially, right? Like, it's up to a person to decide, like, that they care about their dune folk descent and to put themselves under the jurisdiction of the luminary council. Okay. But they do hear cases from other cities that have smaller populations. They are in contact through their Falcon network. That's true. Although, if the problem is itself in the Falcon Network, that, that could be trouble. That does indeed create an issue. If it is a serious enough offense, like, you know, they might send an actual investigator. But that Do you have investigators? It would have to be a serious enough offense. Right. Like, I don't think this is that. That is strangely fascinating, that you're, that they're like These are new professions. An investigator. Chick comes up with the idea of a hard-boiled detective <laughs> novel. Chick <laughs> convinced the noir genre. Yeah. These grizzled investigators. Sent to far cities to investigate high crimes. If these are concepts that are new to you, then perhaps you will learn some more tomorrow at June School. That's true. I got a lot of catching up to do, and as you said, I'm pretty slow. <laughs> <laughs> you also seem to be quite good-natured. I, uh, Tuk would say I take after, what does he call Anador? Is what, like, I take after my father. That's not yeah. what he says. All right. So it's up to you how you refer to him, whether you refer to him as your birth father, your sire... I think he would say in some ways, oh, I do take after my elder side some, in some ways. I understand that Nasir is dad. Oh yeah, 100%. Nasir is always dad. It does make sense that Trick does not have a label in his head of who Anador should be. Yes. How to term him. How to label. Uh, yeah. Well, that was surprisingly fun. <laughs> I mean, Hepa's like, 
a mission and then there's different categories of offenses. Have you guys suffered any strain? Do you need to roll an end of an no, encounter? Actually. I have one, but I can second wind it. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so we thank her for her time. We'll see her tomorrow morning. Yeah, she gives you the, the place and the, okay. and the time. And uh, Dantonk does have a clock that does strike the hours. I imagine even if the city didn't, this sector would. Bells are rung at the Temple of the Light in the middle of the city. But there's also chimes in this quarter. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's a clock. <laughs> they probably built a, a high-tech clock over here. <laughs> then I'll just leave my glass to pick up so we pick up everything okay. at once. Just go ahead and cross up your money expenses yep. yeah. just so you remember that how to take that care of. It's probably getting late in the afternoon, but we can hit Fazul's shop. Fazul's... I mean, I guess I could explain the thing I just learned about Dunefolk recipe, but I really feel like there's more expert people to be teaching children about their heritage. That's fine. You're welcome to just like, <laughs> listen. It was more a matter of like, oh, you guys have clearly been around Dunefolk descendants in other places. If there's anything from them to share, then share. But they're not like going to be like, oh, here's an elf. Like, teach us about our culture. No, of course yeah. they won't do that. I mean, I think well, all we could tell them is news of what they're doing. So, I mean, I guess we could explain some of the things that Xerxes invented, but I don't know if it's new or not. Like, I don't know if they're like... Yeah, we all do that. That's your base <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay, so you want to see Fazul next? Sure. The Weaver. Fazul's Fabulous Fabrics? Fazul's Fabulous Fabrics. Okay. You enter the shop by walking through some of Fazul's Fabulous Fabrics. Ah. Because there's, like, rolled up carpets outside. It's still early enough in the day that, like, kind of the front shop out on the street is open. Fazul is light brown-skinned, curly brown hair. Looks to be possibly Alric's age, thereabouts. So on the younger side. Yeah. So somebody who's in their like late twenties or early thirties. But running their own shop. I guess Alric is doing the same thing. <laughs> hmm. They're like all these humans who are younger than us but have successful businesses. Jeez. Well, but they they do start by inheriting them. Alric bought his. Yeah, but uh, it. Like, Fazul could be the name of the father and the son. That's true. Also, I don't think elves have businesses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just kind of do stuff. <laughs> we just like backpacking around Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Your settlement is small enough that, like, you guys can get away with that, of, like, helping each other meet each other's needs. Right. Welcome to my shop. Isn't that what happened to the other shop? Is that the standard shop greeting? You're Fazul, the proprietor of this fine, fabulous... Fabric? Fair house of finery. Indeed, indeed. Can I interest you in... A rug, or... Well, no, he, he looks you up and down, and, and he's like, that's very functional leathers you have. Can I interest you in a vest, perhaps? Or um, a headscarf, or... And you see, like, indeed, there's, like, rugs and stuff piled up, but there are, in the in on hangers on the walls and stuff, there's also, like, outfits and stuff. I don't have my benefit from a scarf for protection against the sun. Oh, yes. I burned so And you much. are sunburned right now. Am I still? No, no, you, I did make a salve. You, you okay, made a salve, true. but it was a four-day trip. So yeah. your skin is still in the process of going from beet red back to pale. Yeah, I wondered what it was going to do. It's not going to tan. I kind of didn't think it, so yeah, she points it out. Because that's kind of an interesting thing to her for some reason. Ah, so he will direct your attention to some wide scarves, the kind that you could like wrap around your shoulder like a shawl or wrap your head around or yeah. long enough that you could 
use it in any fashion, but it itself is extremely light material. I think she's probably going to gravitate more to the functional and maybe something that might have like an interesting thing. But like as far as if it's prettier or not, I don't think she's going to pay that much attention. I kind of guess her finery was more picked out by her mother. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> so he apparently thinks he's selling you a scarf then. I mean, you might be interested. Why not? I um, to just come in and ask for information. I think, yeah, she, well, she would ask how much they are. These ones here are five. Yeah, I think she can do that. Buy something everywhere. This one I can take with me. Yeah, you know, it's a nice marketplace. Is it like, does he have anything that's like traditionally dune folk? That'd be weird for her to wear. Are you asking that question? Yeah, I think she might ask that. He will say like, well, this is as close as I can approximate. Interesting. Okay, yeah. She's still curious about that thing. So I'm guessing he mustn't be dune folk, but she's not going to ask straight out. But yeah, so I'll buy a scarf. Cool. She just wanted to show Alric, I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> Trick will also ask, forgive me, but I heard that several years ago, some folk of your family organized an expedition back across the Sandy Waste. Can you make a charm check? Sure. Unless course. you feel like something else, like if you're trying to negotiate in some way. or. I don't think so. Okay. Um, Today is a charm parade. I think so. You are dealing with a young shopkeeper. He does have some cool and... He has average presence, but you are getting a black die, which you're just going to throw away. Because I'm a half-elf, I can ask about your family. But I have a black die because I have not bought anything. You have a black die. Or it's an uncomfortable topic. Actually, you should have a blue die because you did orchestrate HEPA buying something. Yeah. I'm getting help from HEPA. I mean, you can use that. I'm buying a scarf that has no encumbrance, or does it? Uh, The scarf is purely descriptive. It has no mechanical function other than preventing protect, sunburn. Protect from sunburn and maybe keeping your hair from getting dirty. Yep. And maybe hiding yours, but that's not going to matter for HEPA. We know this. That's true. Otherworldly grace. Uh, sorry, the purpose of the black dye. The black dye is because you are asking about like his family members who vanished like years ago, which indeed could be a sore topic. That's fair. Two successes and one advantage. Okay, so you ask that question. And he will say, oh, are, are you come through South Tower? Yes, I'm Trick Manu. Ah, I am Fazul Kaywi. And the way he says it, that is distinctly two words. Yep. And he will say, but I do have many relatives, and uh, those were the ones who undertook the journey. Sometimes we're very foolish. I don't know if now is a good time, or if... Well, this depends what exactly are you asking regarding. I'm curious what they outfitted with, where they launched from, what their plan was. Are you planning to undertake a similar journey yourself? Maybe. So you would like to look at some of the expedition notes? That would be fantastic, and I'm sure my my cousin would would love nothing better than to look through notes. Expedition notes? I understand that. Take up your valuable time. Yes, he can entertain you post-dinner, so he can see you after his shop is closed for business. That would be fine, I think. And at that point, he can show you what he has that they left behind regarding their notes. He can tell you straight off the bat that they, obviously, they did not come back, but that they did not attempt to retrace the route that the Great Storm took them on, that they instead attempted a crossing from... Southern West North. Okay, that makes sense. Trick will also, uh, I was very sorry that you had many family members that attempted this great feat and were not heard from. Perhaps they did make the journey, but 
determined that no, it could not be reliably made back across. Uh, he likes to think that they made it across but did not have the wherewithal to send a message back and that it was too dangerous to come back again and hopes that they're reunited with the other half of like the Manu clan. Well, the clan was actually cut in half. This is Newt's trick. Like, okay. He knows that, like, you know, some... He thought, like, maybe it was a whole clan, a group that was cut okay. off. Okay, so this is when you learn that it was a section of the Manu. Interesting. Hmm. Something to note is... I don't really know what your actual goal is with this, but with expedition notes, Hepa might be able to do something with Matt for it that might help... That is very true. ...anything that you're trying to do. This sounds exactly like a Matt for it sort of thing. Trick will thank them for their time right now. Okay. See them after... After dinner? Yeah. You still have several hours of afternoon yeah. time. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Is there anything else that you would like to do in this quarter? Did they have pots? There was one other name. Oh, you wanted to check out the aviary? I wanted to check out spices, actually, but I think maybe we should do pots before, because I'm not really sure how much things are going to be, and HEPA does There's not that. super... It's up to you. Like, you're already here right now. Like, so the spice shop is just up the street, whereas the pottery place is outside. Oh, that's right. The pottery place, no. The pottery place is outside town. Right. Well, then maybe I should just go see what spices... We can only see what spices there are. ...might cost. I feel like I have enough alchemy supplies, surprisingly. And I'm not sure. I guess I could send a letter back. It was suggested that you see Sazid at the aviary. And it was recommended that you visit Zappa. Yeah, I wasn't exactly sure what the aviary recommendation was implying. Oh, there's a message for you. Send a letter or something? Okay. Straight over my head, I'm like, why did... But then they knew us. They got messages about us. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I was like, well, yeah, of course. Falcons remind me of Alark. They make me happy. (laughs) We're very popular on the dune net. Yeah. So maybe we start there with the falcons. And there's a sign that says, do not accept credit from these elves. <laughs> <laughs> do not trust these magic-using elves. The falconry establishment is a dedicated scribe and an aviary. That is the sole business operated here. Yep. And you enter the shop, which is run by Sazid, and Sazid is currently taking down a message from like a client. So you enter the shop, there's of course tingling of bells to... Probably a little bit of a partition. So Sazid kind of like pokes out from behind like the privacy screen to be like, one moment, and uh, then like resumes scribbling and then uh, that customer gets up and leaves. Sazid steps out and says, welcome to my shop. <laughs> Part of the professional code, you have to say welcome to my shop. That's how I nailed them all. He didn't say that when we entered the shop. <laughs> so Sazid says, may I ask your name? Oh, yes. I mean, I'll, she'll go full out. Hepalonia Pastandalo. Ah, indeed. I have a message for you. The cash on delivery, please. <laughs> oh, it's an actual message? Oh, my goodness. Oh, look. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you went all out. Oh, I should have picked up my magnifying glass. It's true. Do you need one for real? Can Is we... it too? Well, I don't know if Hepa would. I might need to just take off my glasses. For audio listeners, there's an actual small strip of paper with things printed on. Hepa, things are good here in South Tower. I have some new things from Circe's that I can show you next time you come. I have a new server too to help out. <gasps> this must be from Alric. Kilk does not like the pack, so you need to visit. Zafa before you leave town. Not like the pack. The breastplate. Oh, okay. Probably. Okay, Zafa. I have been rationing the fresh air. 
<laughs> I'm going to sign this myself. Hope you can read it. Alric. Oh, that's so cute. Very mm-hmm. nice. Very, very nice. I heart it. Hepo hearts it. I have a new server to help, too. That's interesting. Well, especially since Hepa keeps getting pulled into service. Oh, that's true. That's the joke with that. wonder who that might, if that's anyone we know. I don't know. So we need to talk to Zafa, and Hepa might inquire. Of course, she's going to be very happy and giddy. And Does Hepa need a cool check, or she's not even going to bother? I don't think that Hepa usually bothers with cool checks, so... <laughs> that's fine. I she's just going to gush... Yeah, so she's but she's probably not reading it out loud. She's she'll let you read it. Yeah, but she's blushing. Yeah, I'm sure it's like blushing and smiling and reading the whole. And there thing. are occasional letterings of like. Oh, it's from Elk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was that point where I realized, like for sure, that he had something written. The writing, though, I don't know if she can tell if it's. That will require you to make a perception check. Okay. Now you have said that you did not walk around town with your writing kit on you. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. So you do not have that to assist you. You have stuff in your possession written by other people that you would be able to compare to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she can do that at home. She doesn't have to, like, worry about it now because I was just like, or even, like, if she had a magnifying glass, then maybe she can write a response. But she will inquire how much it is to send a return to South Tower. Sazid says for you it is for free. Oh. It has already been paid. Okay. It's just gone on our tab, don't you understand? We'll never get out of debt! <laughs> Trick doesn't say that. <laughs> Peppa does not care if she's in debt to Alric. Jen pointed out, just gives her another reason to visit Alric that to pay true. her debt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, excellent. Okay, um, I left my writing supplies back in my room, but would tomorrow be okay for a return? Certainly. The shop is closed in the morning, but you can come by in the afternoon. Okay, after Dune School. Oh, indeed. Are you close for Dune School? I am. Are you attending Doom School? Oh, we're going to be there uh, visiting guests. I have a story to tell about one Dame Dwayne, uh, Maeve's uh, daughter. I don't know if you knew Maeve. Uh, what, what clan? Oh, Manu. Uh, I have not met Maeve, uh, so this Dwayne is also of the men? Yes. Uh, sort of of the new generation, you might say. She won some accolades in a tournament in South Tower. Ah. She's Trick's sister. Oh, you are of the menu as well? Yes. I am of the Calais. Uh, you know, I definitely thought that Calais was probably just a local Westmouth name that that person had. <laughs> well, that's cool. Trick's thinking, like, we could just ask the seed. Hey, does this look like a different scribe than normal? I don't know. That shouldn't be protected information. In fact, I think Trick will just ask. Because you... Oh. Yeah, I mean, Unless... Peppa will probably just look at it. I mean, it's really, like, it doesn't really matter who. She's just right. curious if Hella, but I'm sure if she looks at it, she'll be able to tell if, yes. if it's Demal's writing or Hella's. But a Trick's angle on trying to figure this out is just a different sort of solution. So I think he will just ask, like, do you mind if I ask, does that handwriting look like a different scribe than normal from South Tower? Tepa's trying to decide if we should say hi to Kill. That's who's here. Um, oh, that's true. He's going to make a perception check? Because I have letters from Demal, so I can easily check, but I would guess. What I'm guessing is that because Helleth hasn't been writing as long, it'd be pretty obvious if you had, like, a magnifying glass or just, like, look at it closely. That That's true. But it might not be Helleth. Okay. He asks to see it, and he looks at it, and he says, it could be different. But I don't read a whole lot of the incoming letters. Once I see the name on the front, I generally pass it off to That's the true. recipient. Particularly here, most of the people can read uh, who are receiving letters. Okay, I was just uh, curious. 
Um, I'm trying to think of what Trick wants to raise the like professional code of ethics question here, since this is another scribe. I see, I see. Did you mention Kilk? I know. Oh, you I just think said she something. might say, is, okay. "Oh, is Kilk here?" And he says, "Yes, Kilk flew in two days ago, and I was res- I was instructed that that Kilk could remain up to five days." Okay. I have so many things to tell him. I'm trying to remember if we told Ulrich specifically we were going to Dantonk. Yes, you okay. did. Okay, I wasn't sure. And and he recommended you sign on with a with a caravan to speed your way. I mean, also we saw his mom, and she might have sent some information forward. But okay, perfect. Trick will try to pose a question, not not as direct. Uh, it'll say, now, I, I don't have as much experience with the sending and receiving of these letters, but how do you develop trust with the recipients and senders of your letters? How do you ensure that trust? Do you mean because they can't necessarily read what you're writing? I guess, yeah, I guess, how would you? Because everyone here can read. But you well, handle all their disinformation. You need to make a role so as not to, like, cast dispersions upon his professional ethics. Right. Like, because it kind of sounds like you're okay. questioning. Okay, so I think that. what Trick will say is, like, this, like, is a really, like, professional, excellent shop you run here. Things in the South Tower are not <laughs> <Yeah>. as coordinated. <laughs> it's really slapdash out on the frontier. The aviary is on one side of town. The scribe shop is on the other side of the town. I mean, Demal does come and write that. Yes, but the Trick is uh, framing yep. right now as not as organized. Bad-mouthing. The business. He doesn't want to directly badmouth it, but he wants to insinuate that, uh, like, how do I know I can trust? You're complimenting this shop at the expense of the South Tower shop, correct? I think that's accurate. Is this charm because there's an aspect of flattery, or is this like streetwise because I'm trying to suss out something like that? I think it's charm. I don't think streetwise is appropriate. Okay. Every real tonight is just going to be charm, apparently. That's, you know, that's, it is what it is. I mean, if we don't go to a town and just cause trouble for Damal, what are we really doing? So we're drag his reputation to the, like, so are scribes licensed, and <laughs> what do you have to do to earn that? Can it be revoked? Uh... <laughs> yeah, they go and they break your fingers. No more writing for you. Please set a difficulty for me so I know how horrible I, you... I get kicked out of the shop. Professional scribe has lots of cool oh, game right. face. Oh, right. There's three yellows in this, this whole thing. So up. two reds and a purple. I'm going to spend I need it. Oh, boy. You get kicked out of the shop? Well, good news, bad news. One success and two advantages and a despair. Okay. You succeed. Your goal was to get answers about how scribes are supposed to maintain trust with their people? Yeah. And... She could learn my true goal that I've I've got beef with them all. Given that you're like bad mouthing the South Tower operation, I think it will be clear to Sazid that that is what your thinly veiled questions are pertaining to. Yes. And when you talked with Roshnek, you didn't name names there. I did not. But now essentially you like, have. Yes. Because even if Sazid has never met them all, like. Sazid is on the other side of letters. Like, yeah, yeah. But you've succeeded, and you have advantages. So your question of, like, how do you build up the trust and whatever, from Sazid's perspective, many of his clients can read the message to double-check its contents. But even if they don't, Sazid reads it back to them, and it would require a certain amount of mental agility to fabricate on the fly when you're reading something. Trick is thinking like, yeah, it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> no, but like... As someone who could routinely fabricate on the fly. But yes. Sazid reads the message back to them three times in a row. I see. It has the exact same words. 
that is much harder to like it is harder for you to make up something consistently without preparation he writes the message that they want and then he reads it back to them three times okay okay so that's essentially what, what their double check is that he is saying what was written if they can't read themselves okay now he he does of course have clients here who cannot read themselves not everybody who uses his shop is so educated as the descendants of Doomvoke. So that is how his customers know that their messages are being transmitted. Okay. And writing this small does take some finesse. It does. I, I think Trick is, he's coming around like there's probably not a professional breach since he did not modify any messages. But it was more that it was a, just a purely internal familial problem that he wasn't being fully forthright. Now, if you want to still press charges, there is the matter of Damal using knowledge gained from letters that were addressed to Alec. Oh, that is a good If you want those advantages to go towards, like, realization that he still has. He has no case. Um, Well, that he has this other case. Yeah, yeah. So I think Trick would necessarily then ask about that, like, and how does someone know if they send a message with you that you don't use this message for your own benefit on some other matter? Sazid's initial response is like, well, of course I monetarily benefit from like the fees paid for like services rendered, but I, but but anything beyond that, like that's well, suppose someone sent a message to a family member that described some some minor scandal. Of course, you would not blackmail this person, even though you now possess that information. Blackmail? Like, of course not. No. Would I bring it up to the council if it like was a serious breach? <laughs> this is like the reporting of crimes, right? Yeah. Like if it indicated that somebody was in like immediate danger or like so the way he describes it is there is some like legal threshold of responsibility, but only like if somebody's life is in danger kind of thing. Right. Not like if their financial well being or like honor. I guess Trick would also ask if people write to you just for general news or information. Or, like, if someone <laughs> writes to you, like, oh, what's... Oh, the subscription service? Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since these are, like, aviaries are the controllers of information, they might also offer as general, like, news. He doesn't like the description of the aviary as a controller of information. Okay. They are a broadcaster of information, a transmitter of information, but not a controller of information. <laughs> they're not a publication service. They just... They're merely a... Uh... if somebody is doing something illegal, they're probably not sending a falcon... I don't know. <laughs> of course, like, Gatchinson. And, yeah, sorry. That's true. Hello, think Gatchinson messages back and forth regarding stealing a rig. But it wasn't somebody's life was in danger. And Hellith learned to write specifically Actually, yeah, for he, that. Yeah. You know true. that Hellith did still have Damal write yeah, messages. Yes, Alric's not going to ask questions. And, okay, we got a little sidetracked here. Yes. The, the matter remains that, from his perspective, he's not changing information in any way. He is transmitting information that he's asked to. But your question of news post kind of thing, he will take advantage of empty space in scroll cases. To put ads. <laughs> to put, like, notices, right? Like, there are some people who can't afford the service as much as other people, but they can, like, buy extra tape, essentially. I see. So, Piggyback on. Yeah. So there's that. Like, if a falcon is going to Alensafar, there are people here who, who maybe, like, want to send... A little message, sometimes people just want to say hi, and like sometimes people get a thrill just from like being remembered by their relatives. So if there's space in a scroll case, then he does check with, like he's got a list of people to consult if they want to squeeze in on the scroll case. Like the um, waiting list, the discount rate. Yes. 
And in addition to that, if there's like a lot of space in a scroll case, then he might include an update of like notable goings on in Dantonk to like share news. Yeah, I think because I have the despair, Trick would even venture to ask like, if someone asked you personally about a family member who some tragedy had befell, would you just say nothing to report? <laughs> and you have this despair. And he's like, what exactly did Damal do to you? <laughs> did he write falsehoods in your letters? It wasn't my letters. He refused to tell my aunt Lanfar <laughs> I love what this. happened to her son for I love, like, years. Adopting a familial title. <laughs> right? I mean... Yeah. You know, that's... Of course. It's I can... like auntie. Yeah. Look, Genetic. clearly Lanfar knew little Trixie... So, my Auntie Lanfar. Okay. Your cousin Ulrich. Yeah. And your cousin Hapa. Uh, Ulrich had moved to South Tower to be with for a number of reasons, and naturally, Lanfar wrote to Damal, like, to see how he was doing. Something happened, I don't even know what exactly. Ulrich is still there and doing quite well, but every time Lanfar wrote to Damal to ask about Ulrich, Damal just reported, what did he say? I have nothing to say. What? I have nothing to say to you. Exactly. It was always, I have no news for you. It was carefully written to not yes. be a lie. And your streetwise assessment of it was that. Yes. That he was making sure not to break the letter of some law, essentially. But it seems that if you're going to that much effort to not break a code, you are in fact breaking a greater code. And you wish the luminaries to consider the case? I don't know. I only learned that luminaries exist today. So I think that might be a little forward. And yet you are bringing it up to me. I'm bringing it up to you because you are also a scribe. Perhaps I'd like to hire you as a luminary just to advise me in... One does not hire luminaries. Okay, I apologize. I'm a half-elf. <laughs> I don't understand these things. So many humans uh, expect payment in exchange for services. I don't know if this is a, a professional breach or just a family issue to be dealt with internally. But it seems wrong to me. But I also have to learn more about I don't know if luminaries need to be involved. I don't know that either, but... You also have some stake in this matter? I... I know of the situation. I do not know the ins and outs of, I apologize, of the culture and the luminaries and things like this, but I suspect it's not at that level. From my very limited understanding of the professional code and the role of luminaries, I don't think this is this meets a threshold it may be an option for i don't know that you're the party that would bring the grievance based on my understanding of how this works she's just basing it on council stuff well yeah and the party that might bring grievance might be bringing that grievance uh but we are will be returning this out tower at some point so if you have any advice on how to approach this matter with them all we are receptive to it but i also understand if you're Position that you should not interfere, that being a paramount code of conduct for a scribe. Let me think on this matter and, and consult the luminaries. Uh, it will not be a, a formally raised. Okay. I, I appreciate. I do. I do not mean to bring. It seems like something that, uh, as, as you have said, like walks a line, and the the level, the scope, as well as the matter of of who should present it, is. Uh, I, there could be details that we don't know. So I don't wish to cast all aspersion. I wish to meddle, but only so much. Only so much. It might be a matter that we just need to clarify things with them all. And if we have a better understanding of what the... You have a despair on this. 
Yeah. I think that's fair with, like, how forthcoming Trick is about the right. explicit details. Right. So, Sazid, he asks you, like, why does this upset you so? Uh, because Ulrich is a close friend of mine, and we place a certain level of trust in Damal, and now I don't know if we can fully trust that. And I grew up among the elves, not knowing my Manu family, getting to know them just a little bit recently, and seeing them, frankly, betrayed, uh, that hurts. I've, I've known what it's like to lose connection with family, so no one should have to have that happen to them when it's... When you have these wonderful Falcon systems that you can maintain some connection. Okay. Like that. That's what Trick says, and he, he, he becomes a little more animated at that. He's normally very reserved, and when he's uh, jovial, he's jovial, but he, I think he's a little more forceful with that. Okay. The Falcons exist for a reason. Yeah. But perhaps we should confer with Alric before we set anything in motion. That is true. Alric, <laughs> I think Alric and Anfar are the uh, aggrieved party. Uh, we would like to file an amicus brief. <laughs> I mean, Hepa's ignorant, but even she knows you were being very blabbermouthy. One hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Uh, despair well spent, and you're done in the shop. You know that Kalika's going to be here for a few more days. Oh yeah, she asked, would it be amiss for us to say hello to Kilk? You wish to read the Falcon. I mean, just to say to say hello. Um. All right. I'm he, sorry. He just, is that a strange thing to ask? It's, a, it's quite unusual. Not many take an interest in the, the birds themselves, but I can go get killed. That would be great. All right, you, you get get back in with yeah. that roost. We may need the greeting whistle, because yeah. Hepa does not do that very well. She can try. Oh, that's true. Mate's the only one who can do it He's well. the only one who can do the whistle. I mean, we've met Kelk already. She just mm-hmm. wanted... I kind of wanted to be able to say in the letter, Kelk is looking well or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Not that that's Hepa's reasoning, right, right, right. but, you know, it's family, basically. She that's takes true. this very seriously. Like, the men are all related to each other. The Falcons are family. This Falcon is your cousin, Trick. Yeah. Alric's feathery children. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he goes up and comes back down... And indeed, you see Kelk, and uh, you can both make survival checks to attempt. I will try it. You're just going to have Mate do it on your behalf, or are you going to try it? I think the trick is helping Mate do it, is really what it is. <laughs> also, the bird does not have survival. Well, oh, Mate gosh. doesn't need a role to do it. That's like, right. Mate knows how to do it, That's right. and Mate mimics things. Because he is literally a mimic. It's average, isn't it? It's average, yeah. I bet we'll say, let me see if I can do this. Yep. She can. All right. And... Yep, she can. Just pretty much barely, but she does it. So you essentially say, yo, what up? Yeah, yeah. So she tries the greeting, and she's very pleased that she succeeded, and... Kilk responds in kind. (laughs) Oh, great. But Kilk is, like, somewhat chill, like... Yeah, I mean, Kilk's not Adderin. Hang on, I can pull up. I have an old field mouse. (laughs) Are you going to attempt to... I will offer to feed Kilk. This field mouse. Is that to give yourself a bonus on your attempt to greet him, or you're just giving him? I think because he just looks so chill and professional. And I, cute. Yeah, I think uh, Trick wants to give him, you know, he oh, delivered okay. our messages. I mean, if that's okay with... So you, as long as Mate doesn't mind that I'm taking this field as mouse. As I understand it, you're tipping Kilk. I'm tipping Kilk, yes. <laughs> he had to do extra work. You did the same for Adarin when she chased Mate into town. Yeah. Uh, what is the difficulty of this? What are you rolling? Survival. To do the greeting? Like, you don't need to roll a survival check to give a snack. Uh, sure. We'll, we'll put it there. Doing this, okay. I'm doing that, and I'm giving him a snack. Okay. Yeah. Give yourself a blue die, because you're giving a snack. Okay. Difficulty is two purples, but I am upgrading it to represent that you are giving away something that Nate feels is his snack. Look, pal. 
You gave me this field mouse. It's not something I gave you. To do with as I please. You regifted my field mouse. You know I don't eat field mice. Uh, okay. This does succeed. Uh, low two threats. Mate is, he's inside his roost, but he's kind of pecking at Trick. Like through your back? Yeah, through his back. So I'll, I'll mark some strain. Okay. So yes, while he's talking, telling the click, ah, oh, you know, looking good, how's the weather? Good God, stop it! Get your snack later. You get your snack when you do some work. Thank you. Tip is very <laughs> thankful for the, okay. the honoring the strange request, and she has spent some time since she's seen Kilgore. Then we are going to end an encounter. You can perhaps recover the strain that you just lost. Second wind first. He'll have a snack. If he made a snack. <laughs> If he makes his snack, make that up. <laughs> makes me laugh how much trouble we stir up for Damal. I mean, I get Damal's caused a lot of his own trouble, but... For all we know, Ulrich told Damal, like, just don't say anything. That's entirely a possibility. GM Jennifer here. The Luminary Council and the Paragon Council, as presented in this episode, had their origins in a discussion of potential Dunefolk politics on the Battle for Westnoth forums. I took some of those ideas and spun them out into what you see in our campaign. This session was played in July of 2021. In the time since, the Luminary became an actual unit with the release of Battle for Westnoth version 1.16. It's a level three unit, the pinnacle of the Herbalist line and the strongest Dunefolk healing unit. In our game world, however, a luminary is a sufficiently advanced artisan, a leader in one of the scientific disciplines. Similarly, the Paragon is now an actual unit, a powerful level four fighting unit separate from any of the other unit lines. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studio's Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at diceystories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at delborovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, aka West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.